0: And we are joined on the line here by Phil Rouse, who's going to be talking to us uh, about his show, The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui*. Am I getting the pronunciation of that name right?
1: Correct. Arturo Uy. Arturo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So could you tell us a little about, uh, because this is, of course, this is an adaptation of a play by Bertolt Brecht. So just briefly, the political context of the original play and the political context of your adaptation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the original piece of Resistible Rise of Arturo Uy by Brecht is his satire, Written about the rise of Hitler um, from the beginning of the Depression in 1929 to about the annexation to the annexation of Austria in 1935, he wrote it while he was in exile. He was in Finland when he wrote this. He wrote it over the course of about three weeks, so it's quite a sort of rushed piece of work. But like, obviously, you know, he was a literary genius, so it's uh, quite good. And then what I'm working on with, with this adaptation is putting it into a, um, a 2016 context, thinking about a lot of the, the rise of the, the far right of of the um, course of the last sort of decade or so that we 've seen uh, specifically also the rise of Donald Trump and um, the crumbling of the Republican party in America. So a lot of a lot of interest in sort of drawing connections and also drawing tensions out between things that we see that were quite similar about that uh, context, the original context. For instance, uh, a lot of these problems coming out of the fact of um, a country who had just lost a war, like America, just recently, or sort of losing the war on terror or is just incompetent at it, also going through a depression um, like the global financial crisis and the collapse of the housing market in the United States. And how some of those context, what have they done to set up someone like Trump can kind of emerge as a, um, as a large public figure as a, and as a potential presidential candidate? Yeah. <laughs> um, and what do you think some of the challenges were of adapting this play into a modern setting? Being conscious of the fact that the that the context of the work is also um, that they actually are quite different stories uh, that's, yep. that's a challenge. So uh, how do you honour Brecht's writing while taking this at while taking this um, uh, the intellectual leaps to bring it into a uh, more contemporary feeling context? That's probably the hardest part of uh, making that work, and that's still and that sort of. In, in the creating the work and also working on the floor with the actors and seeing what they bring and their politics. And bringing all that to the floor is the, the massaging process of that. So just a little bit about your process. Was it you saw this work and you thought, I would love to see it in a modern setting, or you thought about our current political climate and thought I would like to make a play about that, or is it...? <sighs> Um, I've, I've had the, I've had the play and it's not like, it's not a complete adaptation in many ways. It's, yeah, um, sure. it's very, it's very much sticking to what Brecht wrote and it's more yeah. an updating of an, of an aesthetic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I, I've, 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 known about the play since, um, I was at drama school mm-hmm. in 2012 and it's, it's been, and I've been a big fan of Brecht for much longer sure. than that. I've been wanting to do a Brecht. I mean, I run a, I... What I'm not doing, break, I'm running a theatre company. I run a theatre company called Don't Look Away, and we do uh, remounts of classic Australian plays. And I was sort of at a point where I needed to branch out and do something else. And this play had been one that had been on my list for a long time. Yeah. And then, strangely, doing it became more and more prescient as. Doing it happened, mm-hmm. so that was a. Uh, it's been kind of a worrying uh, trend to be to be sitting and thinking about that.
0: It definitely sounds like you're incorporating all of the aspects of, uh, of epic theatre and the whole um, the whole um, effect and um, into your adaptation of this play. So could you talk us through? Um, I guess your, your take on those sorts of uh, alienation techniques with Brecht?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, what's a I think a, a tricky thing with Brecht, is, especially in a Western context, is that we're dealing with Brecht in translation, and a lot of there's a lot of subtlety in Brecht language that isn't from our understanding of it in a, in English isn't quite as quite as precise enough. Uh, version that he was talking about in Germany. Also, the thing is that we have his school of theatre and what he was trying to develop became part of uh, the Ge- uh, Germanic theatre conversation. As opposed to in an, in an English-speaking country, um, it's sort of a side note where we're still interested mostly in dramas. So, big thing for me is like, what is not thinking that it's this very alien form um, where you know actors are only ever doing strange things and we go and we're not meant to feel any emotions and all of that sort of stuff. That's not really what the point is about. A lot of it. For me, the point of using these techniques is to just ha- is you can still have like naturalistic acting, for instance. Um, you can still have also those things like direct address or uh, the use of signs and use of microphones and all of that sort of stuff, which I'm which I'm using in my production. But the important thing is actually more its dramaturgical function, which are uh, to make the audience sort of go, "Holy shit! That's that's a complete 180 between what we just saw in the previous scene and what this is happening," and that that kind of you, in some ways, it's not not about not being emotional. It's about rather than being upset for a character, you're being upset for the world. Yeah. So that's a big thing that I'm thinking about um, in the structure of the show I'm making.
0: Ah, oh, right. So, like, leaping more, um, like, I, I guess, more quickly from the the specific, the personal, to the the broader implications. Do you mean? Okay.
1: Yeah. So how, how these political choi- how these personal choices are always political choices in this context, and so making the audience realise that these that the weakness of these human beings is what has given Brecht like Brecht's examination of human frailty uh-huh. is not about feeling sorry for the person and their frailty, but seeing this is the consequences of that frailty. I think it's interesting. I think today, like um, a lot of theatre makers, try to break down the fourth wall as you mentioned through stuff like you know on stage cameras and more technical elements. So yeah. It's really great to see a play that is sticking to the original method of breaking down the fourth wall which is often a lot harder the direct connection with the audience is very important in break, sure, But it's yeah. also but it's also about like uh, he talks about the boxes like watching a, or, or the smoking audience which is like a group of audience who are critical and understanding of say watching a boxing tournament yep. now the boxers know they're being watched but they actually have to be on one another as boxes as opposed to always just thinking of other the audience watching me? it's not much of a boxing match if they're um if they're worrying about only throwing everything at the audience as a opposed to landing punches. So that's so putting the audience in a mode where they are both watching something happen and being able to stay critical about it is the tricky part yeah that's a great analogy actually the <laughs> boxing one I like that
0: <laughs> yeah I think that's quite a new one um, so yeah th- thanks so much for, um, for joining us today Phil no worries thank you so it's been performed at uh, Theatre Waste in St Kilda it starts on the 25th of August resistible rise of Atura and finishes on the 10th of September I'm sure you're excited about the, the, yeah, the start of the run the start of the season
1: getting very itchy to yeah. get it on the <laughs> in the, the theatre I must say
0: <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah gets to that point thanks so much for joining us again and, uh, and best of luck with the season thank you so much talk to you soon thanks um, so just before we talk to Brian Lipson from two